the theme, Jerry Rafferty, and get it right next time. It's uh, 17 minutes past eight, the Full English Breakfast Show. Ewan McGregor has revealed that even he sometimes can't resist waving his hand at automated sliding doors the way his <laughs> most iconic character would. And McGregor's returning as the Star Wars Jedi Obi-Wan Kenobi in the uh, new Disney Plus series. His first time playing the character since 2005's Revenge of the Sith. And in an interview with Entertainment Weekly, McGregor was asked if he'd ever tried to use his Jedi powers outside the films. To which he said, I'd do it with doors. I like to do that with automatic doors just for my own amusement. I always do a little Jedi move for the doors, and I have occasionally been caught doing it, you know, like at the supermarket or something when I'm wheeling my trolley out. I'll have to try that tomorrow. <laughs> the actor added that the behaviour was always for his own amusement, stating it made him laugh. Occasionally I've been caught doing that and it's kind of embarrassing, he said. It's difficult not to do it, isn't it? It's fun. If the timing is right, it feels very powerful. Uh, but he noted that his Jedi abilities were not here with his children. My kids are totally unimpressed to the whole Jedi mind trick, he said. They don't care. It doesn't work on them. Hmm. Kids are no fun anymore, are they? I think we're the kids now, aren't we? Probably. They're all too busy with their smartphones. The thrilling Thursday pop quiz. Question number one. Which duo were at number one in the UK on this day in 1985 with the song Easy Lover? Oh, my God. Never want to hear that again. Philip Bailey and Phil Collins. Correct. Uh, question number two. She was born on this day in 1960. It's her birthday today. German singer, songwriter and actress who had a one-hit wonder in the UK with a number one back in 1984. Is it Nina? It was, yeah. Neun und Exactly. And finally, to do with the theme uh, of time, uh, the following lyrics are from which song? Come gather round people wherever you roam. Uh, Bob Dylan, the times they are changing. Correct. That would be a hat-trick. That would be a three out of three. Well, it's the first time for a long time. <laughs> I think we'll have to play the live version with uh, Tom Petty as the backing band, Go which ahead. is uh, one of my favourite versions of this. Riviera Radio. Business. 12 minutes to nine. Morning, Mr Piddy. Morning, Bobby. Beg your pardon? What did you call me? Bobby. Oh, sorry, I've got something That's else going on there. I used to call you when you are a little one. Being interrupted by Running sparks. Around. I, what? What are you when talking about? still hopes and dreams about what was going to happen to their little son, where he would go. And he went off to the bright lights of Monte Carlo, made a name for himself in the community. It's, gonna, it's a real success story. Has somebody slipped you a Mickey Finn? The book. No. Just embracing the warmth that you've provided for the principality over the course of the past three decades. What do you want? Want anything, Robert? <laughs> I must say, it's very nice to see um, uh, images of your colleagues from Barclays uh, plastered all over the Principality of Monaco on uh, on billboards. A hundred years young, they all look extremely young, younger than me, anyway. A hundred years, one century, and uh, many more to come in uh, the Principality. Certainly, very proud of the uh, the role that we've played over the course of those hundred years, and looking forward to. Uh, being a big part of the next hundred, that's for sure. Well, somebody who's been here longer than me, then. But only just. Only just. Right, OK, after your, uh, uh, I don't know what, uh, eloquent words, um, I think you better get on with the business markets. We knew it couldn't last, and we've had some uh, some pretty big rises the last few days, but uh, everything down again yesterday. 
Yeah, actually, certainly falling as investors continue to weigh the risks on the war, as we know, that continues to rage in Ukraine and record inflation readings. The rotation away from bonds also showed some tentative signs of easing yesterday. Stock 600 in Europe closed down 1%, snapping a five-day winning streak. Energy sector was a top performer as oil and natural gas prices resumed their advance. Brent back above $122 a barrel this morning. UK oil stocks got a boost yesterday after Chancellor rejected calls specifically from you to implement a windfall tax. The S&P 500 was down 1.2% at the close. Gold has been up actually. Gold back to $1,941 an ounce as the US accused Russia of war crimes. And we also got that big NATO summit scheduled for the next couple of days. And Vladimir Putin moved forwards to demand that dozens of countries use the ruble for gas purchases. Opening calls on the European boards is looking a little bit more positive this morning. Currently calling the FTSE up seven points. DAX over in Frankfurt up eight points. Cat Quantum Paris up 16 points. The MOEX is open today. The exchange in Russia. Uh, in fact, opening calls. I saw they were up around about 2% at the open, actually. But uh, we should remember there are strict parameters in which trading is taking place. Short selling is banned. Foreigners cannot sell their holdings either. And it's a shortened trading day. And should be put in the context of those dramatic falls that we saw in the opening days of the invasion. You got any rubles uh, concealed under your floorboards? No, I can't say I do. You? No, good job. Otherwise, you'd be marched off to the gulag, wouldn't you? <laughs> I don't think that would be the case, but I take your point. Best place for you, really. Um, yes, well, what, what would you make of this, uh, this insistence that oil is paid for in rubles? Um, how much pressure is it going to put on the markets, do you think? Well, could put pressure on the markets because it's a balancing act, isn't it? It's trying to understand where that would fall within sanctions. The reality is if you were uh, a buyer and needed to come up with rubles, you've got to be using your uh, your, fix, your, your your own currency to do that. And you know that uh, there are rules in place, laws in place to, uh, to stop um, paying in, in dollars, in euros or in sterling, for example. So it becomes a problematic question for, uh, for policymakers and for, uh, and for people looking to buy those, those energy supplies. You're right this morning. You seem a little bit hesitant. I'm a little bit distracted, but I'm OK. I'm OK. It's, it's very reverberating, I have to say. So I well, nice thing to be paying attention three times yeah. over. Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, well, I won't be feeling all right when I next fill my car up. Oil prices up again this morning, a 5% rise yesterday. Another 1% this morning, $122.66 for a barrel of crude. It's tough, isn't it? Yeah, it's difficult. And there are significant stresses that you see in terms of the supply of energy markets and few signs that's going to ease anytime soon, particularly as those um, sanctions uh, potentially get even tougher. You've heard the US talking about trying to impose tougher sanctions coming through the European Union discussing further bans in terms of energy uh, into the European Union. And that's going to create further stress to the market. We know Russia produces around 11 million barrels of oil per day. It's the world's third largest producer, 6 million of which go to the global economy, half of which find their way to Europe in normal times. And without that supply, then you can see that markets are indeed under stress. Very few signs that OPEC plus members beyond Russia 
are willing to really ramp up production levels to meet that shortfall. There was some debate about whether the likes of the UAE, Kuwait and Saudi Arabia would be lifting production. There's been lots of positive noises, but few signs that that's turned into a tangible change in policy from them. Talking about that, uh, the Chancellor of the Exchequer, Rishi Sunak, in the UK announced a 5p uh, cut in fuel duty yesterday, which uh, is a small crumb of comfort given the, uh, the, uh, the rates at which oil prices are rising. Uh, but the press and leading economists have uh, given the thumbs down to that uh, spring statement. Even uh, normally friendly papers like The Telegraph and The Express have been having a go. Yeah, it was a difficult balancing act, I think, for the Chancellor. It's against the backdrop of the highest inflation that we've seen in 30 years, the biggest squeeze on living standards in a generation. But there was, as we saw, an aggressive downgrade to UK growth prospects as well. The Chancellor did find some fiscal headroom to cut taxes for at least for some workers and try to reduce the impact of some of those surging energy bills. He increased the threshold at which workers start paying national insurance. We should remember that national insurance hike in taxes still comes into play in April. The government pledged to cut the basic rate of income tax to 19% from 20%, but that won't happen until probably 2024. The cut in fuel duty is, as you say, decent. It's okay. In fact, it's the biggest cut you've ever seen in the levy. But given the prices have gone from 140 pence a litre to 180 pence a litre, that five pence doesn't really make that much different to most people I think filling up their cars, most businesses using um, using fuel. So that's a real problem for them. And um, I think if you look at the Office of Budget Responsibility, they're signalling tough times ahead. The 2022 growth forecast was cut from 6% to 3.8%. 2023 growth forecast was cut from the October projection to 1.8% from 2.1%. But just look at some of these inflation forecasts saying inflation will average 7.4% this year. Worse than that, will peak at 8.7% as we get to the fourth quarter. Debt interest costs are forecasted a record £83 billion during the course of this fiscal year. So you put that together. So you could argue tax changes perhaps relieve some of that pain, but there's no getting away from the pressure on living standards that's to come as the tax burden hits its highest rates since the 1970s. We say that was the biggest ever cut in fuel duty, but some of the French government managed to cut fuel duty by 15 cents in the euro. So that's a bit more than 5p uh, per pound, isn't it? And uh, the OBR actually saying before that uh, budget statement, well, it wasn't a budget statement, the spring statement, that uh, the Chancellor had more money to play with than he previously thought, and he hasn't given it away. He hasn't given it away. I mean, the reality is UK borrowing has been less than anticipated. I mean... We've seen much stronger tax receipts, which has certainly been positive. Offsetting partially that is the fact that they're having to spend more to service the debt as inflation rises. Servicing those um, government bonds that are linked to inflation has been rising quite substantially. But listen, this is a chance, I think, to say he's got a balancing act to do. He wants to prove that he's fiscally conservative. He wants to prove to the markets he's prepared to put the nation's finances back onto a sustainable path. But it's also... The economic, sorry, the political timetable that's also playing out here as well. That election in 2024, the truth is he probably didn't want to use all his ammunition in one go with nothing to make voters feel good as they head to the polls, as I say, in future years. By which time he may well be prime minister, but that's another story. Foreign exchanges, please.
Pound against dollar coming in at 132 this morning. Euro dollar coming in at 110. Going to get one euro 20 cents for your British pound this morning. Just as long as you've been paying your fair share of tax. I mean, all these trips to Dubai and Switzerland, it makes you wonder. But... Always do. Always <laughs> do. No problems there. Thank you. Speak to you tomorrow. Have a good day. Hang Potts and Barclays. On FM and DAB Plus across the Côte d'Azur, on your phone and worldwide online. This is Riviera Radio with the latest local news for the south of France. Sarah Lysa has the top stories across the Riviera. In response to a call from the Mayor of Nice, Christine Strozzi, a Corsica ferry is to be made available from March the 29th in the port of Marseille to accommodate up to 1,600 Ukrainian refugees. On board, specific arrangements will be made to welcome the refugees in the best conditions. The operation is financed by France's Ministry of the Interior and is part of several actions of solidarity to help Ukrainian refugees arriving in the region, along with projects for education, training and employment. In mid-March, the Mayor of Nice, Christian Strozzi, had called for solidarity, explaining that Nice and the Altmer team is the first department in France to welcome refugees from Ukraine. Uh, more than 3.6 million people have fled Ukraine. Uh, meanwhile, in Nice, almost 800 Ukrainians have been enrolled in French courses. Uh, the lessons have been organised in the former uh, Sam Rock Hospital and are for Ukrainian children, adolescents and adults. It was on Wednesday that the President of Ukraine was given a standing ovation by the French National Assembly as he began his address to deputies by video link. In his speech, Zelensky expressed his thanks to France, saying that President Macron is showing real leadership. He said that he hoped that under the French presidency, the EU would take a unique and historic decision to admit Ukraine. He also named several French companies he said must withdraw from the Russian market as values are worth more than profits. And meanwhile, the chief executive of Total Energies said on Wednesday that the French giant could not stop buying Russian natural gas in retaliation for Moscow's invasion of Ukraine, arguing that it would force a partial economic shutdown in Europe. In other news, the body of independence activist Ivan Colonna has been repatriated to Corsica. The funeral is scheduled for tomorrow. Uh, almost after three weeks in a coma, Colonna died on Monday evening at the age of 61 in hospital in Marseille. A forest fire has broken out in Salerne in the VAR. 3,000 square metres of vegetation went up in smoke on Wednesday as firefighters managed to control the blaze by late afternoon. And France has reported 91 deaths from COVID in the past 24 hours as the circulation of the virus is increasing and the number of people being hospitalised stagnates in both the VAR and the Alp-Maritime. Figures published on Wednesday evening by Public Health France show the daily average of COVID cases over one week currently stands at 104,176, rising once again above the 100,000 mark. And in Monaco on Wednesday, 97 new cases of COVID were identified, bringing the total number of residents affected to 10,369. 15 people are in hospital and 272 are being followed by the Home Monitoring Centre. Traffic and Travel, brought to you by Aston Martin Cannes, your new exclusive dealer on the French Riviera. Monaco Tunnel's open again at the moment. It has been shut, but now it's open. Hooray. Uh, westbound a bit slow at Rockabrune. It's quite slow um, in the central Nice area now. Eastbound in both directions in the Cannes area is quite slow. Moy Corniche, very busy. The Basque Corniche isn't looking a lot better, actually, from Marla onwards. 
the voir rapide in Nice, uh, both ends looking slow now. Uh, Penetrant's coming down from Moutos the motorway, that's starting to slow down. Trains are fine, nothing to report at Nice Coatsier Airports. Traffic and travel, brought to you by Aston Martin Cannes, a Chopin Automobile Group dealership, 235 Route du Canet in Mougins. Find out more at astonmartincan.com. Riviera Radio, Sports News. Football Chelsea will be allowed to sell tickets again for away fixtures after the British government made changes to the club's special licence. Chelsea had been ordered to halt all ticket sales after the government's imposed sanctions on owner Roman Abramovich, but proceeds from tickets will now go to the Premier League and be distributed to the relevant party at a later date. The news comes as the list of bidders who want to buy the club is narrowed down to a short list of three. It's being reported that Chelsea will have the final say on who buys the club and that Mr Abramovich will be allowed to give his opinion. Hope the money goes to Ukraine. That would be the best place yeah, for it, wouldn't it? definitely. Uh, no BBC football news this morning. They forgot about us. Wales play Austria in a World Cup qualifier tonight. The semi-final playoff comes as Wales bid to reach their first World Cup final since 1958. Not even I was alive then. Uh, if they win, they'll face either Scotland or Ukraine in the playoff final. The match between Scotland and Ukraine has been postponed because of the war. Cricket Australia are in the hunt for victory on day four of the third and final test against Pakistan in Lahore. On day three, Australia dismissed the home side for 268 in their first innings. And uh, they've now moved on to 90 without loss in their second innings. Midway through the first session of the day, that's a lead of 213 runs. Of course, I said yesterday it looked like it was heading for a draw, so <laughs> got that wrong, didn't I? Well, maybe. We'll see. Uh, the third and final test between West Indies and England starts in Grenada today with the series tied at nil-nil. The England captain Joe Root says he wants the side to turn progress into victories as he looks to put the disastrous tour of Australia behind him. Play starts at 3pm French time this afternoon. And in rugby union, the England captain Owen Farrell could return to action for Saracens this weekend following a lengthy layoff through injury. Farrell missed the entire Six Nations and hasn't played since November after suffering an ankle injury. Saracens play Bristol on Saturday. Here's the marine weather forecast for coastal areas up to 20 miles offshore the Almaraz Seam and the VAR. The general situation is an anti-cyclone, 1,035 millibars over Scandinavia and Eastern Europe. Winds are variable, force 1 to 3, the sea is calm, visibility is good, barometric pressure at Saint-Jean-Cap-Ferrat, 1,029 millibars, and the outlook for Friday, clear skies, force 2 to 4, northeasterly winds, slight seas, and good visibility. For North Corsica, winds are variable, force 2 to 4, the sea is slight, visibility is good, barometric pressure at Cap Corse, 1,030 millibars, and the outlook for Friday, clear skies, force 4 to 6, southeasterly winds, moderate seas, and good visibility. The weather forecast is brought to you by Camper and Nicholson's Yacht Management Division. Clear skies again with live variable winds. Temperatures 18 degrees today. Overnight lows 6 to 9 degrees on the coast. 1 to 4 degrees inland with partially cloudy skies. Friday and the start of the weekend, mainly fine highs of 16 to 17 degrees. The weather forecast brought to you by Camper and Nicholson's Yacht Management Division. Our qualified team of yacht management experts offer bespoke advice and services to owners and captains alike. Visit camperandnicholson's.com. Finally... An enormous space rock will zip past Earth today. Asteroid 2013 BO76 will hurtle past on Thursday at a staggering 30,000 miles per hour. What's it called again? 2013 
BO76. Right, of course. Yeah. It's got a ring to it, hasn't That's it? That's according to the NASA trackers. Up at up to 450 metres across, it's roughly the same size as the Empire State Building. Fortunately, the speedy object is expected to miss our planet by some distance. It'll fly by at a safe distance of around 3.1 million miles, according to data. Uh, but that's 13 times the gap between Earth and the Moon, which is a near miss in space terms. Well, that's a relief. Although, you know, it'd be nice if it crashed on the head of Vladimir Putin, wouldn't it? You're up to date. The news is on the website, rivioradio.mc. Time. As the clocks go forward this weekend is the theme chosen by Sarah. Uh, Tom says Al Stewart's time passages. Haven't heard that for a while, Tom. Harry says Green Day, time of your life. Hasn't got swearing in it, Harry, because the last time I tried to play a Green Day song, it did have a massive swear word in it, which caught me out. Uh, Alan says zombies, time of the season. Chris would like David Bowie, time. Sue says Coldplay and clocks. And Neil says Jane Wheedlin and Rush Hour. God, I've forgotten all about oh, that. Oh, yes. Yeah, like she that one. used to be in the Go Go's, didn't she, with Belinda Carlisle, <laughs> yeah. Jane Wheedlin? 